You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Let's hear it, baby. They do not know what Sacktown brings. When on the low, that's a Sacktown thing. Talking about us, it's a bounce out thing. Must they forgot we some Sacramento Kings. Whole squad going crazy, yeah, we back with it. Northern Cali going crazy once Sack winning. Uh-huh. If you doubted us, then ain't no back spinning. This is real right here, ain't no catfishing. Uh, uh, so tell me what you see now. See now. Coming down the lane off the rebound. Rebound. It's 916 now. See now. Look toward the sky like the beam. Tell them like the pain. Welcome in here to the Tuesday, March 7th edition of D-Lo and KC. I'm Damian Barling. Acknowledge me. He's Kenny Caraway. Yes, sir. Acknowledge me. Come on, man. I'm going to tell y'all something Come on, man. I'm going to need y'all to act right today. No. (laughs) I'm going to need y'all to act right today. (laughs) Somebody at some point... Take me off the screen. <laughs> AEW, Just them two. <laughs> AEW superstar Ricky Starks is going to be with us uh, coming up in about 50 minutes. Now I'm going to need y'all to act right. Don't embarrass, you know, to hell with Kenny. Don't embarrass me. We've said this before. The guests can see the chat. We're going to need y'all to act right today. And I know this is... I have a feeling it's going to be one of those days because Ricky Starks is here. Jason Jones is here. Yeah. And now it's, it's, it's Trista Tuesdays. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, it's going up today. It's going up. We, we, we've taken Tuesdays to a whole new level <laughs> by adding Trista Crick to that two o'clock slot. So Trista will be with us at two and she'll, she'll finish with like, we'll say goodbye when she's done talking. That's kind of what we do. Yeah. We, 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 we set this up because you know, she, we, she, she works like six, seven days a week, and she was trying to move all her interviews to one day or all mm. of these, you know, she does interviews with everybody else. She just hangs out with us. I was right. like, yo, you're like, the, you're like the fourth person on the show. Like, you're not really a guest, so, like, what do you want to do? She was like, well, can we do it Tuesday, but I'll just make it the last interview so we just hang out. Mm. So she'll be with us uh, at 2 o'clock. Nothing in terms of content is going to change. Uh, Trista's going to be just as turnt on a Tuesday uh, as she is on a Friday. I've already gotten like seven texts from her. Trust me, she's going to be just as turnt uh, on a Tuesday uh, as she is on a Friday. Now, 
I don't know what the hell we doing on Fridays. Yeah, we got to figure that out. As we've we've had to say goodbye to Trista Crick and Kyle Matson in like the last three weeks. Uh, but we'll deal with that. Fridays then got decimated. Friday. They they they've <laughs> okay. See, this is the type of stuff I we're we're not doing today. <laughs> this, this type of stuff from redacted who's on youtube.com slash ESPN 1320 says, damn, Ricky Starks is already here. That's that's the stuff we're not gonna do today. Uh, we're going to behave when our guest joins us uh, coming up in about uh, 50 minutes. We'll find out if Ricky Starks is a Kings fan uh, as the Sacramento Kings. That was a hell of a game. I actually think last night's game was sneaky impressive. It wasn't the Denver Nuggets. It wasn't mm-hmm. the Milwaukee Bucks. Like, I get that. But it's a it's a team that's kind of scratching and clawing. It's a team that frustrated the Kings before. Yeah. Uh, and I – I won't front. Like, I was sneaky impressed with that game last night. You, you know what last night was? And I, and I love this about this, that win last night. It was just a workmanlike effort. You just you just do work. You, you Whoa. look at – My bad. I, I missed this a minute ago. The Ravens sent to the NFLPA that they have placed the $32.4 million non-exclusive – franchise tag on Lamar Jackson. Mm. He now is allowed to negotiate with other teams, but the Ravens have the right to match any offer sheet he signs Mm. or take two first round picks in return. What's the difference? What's the, what's the exclusive franchise tag? You can't negotiate. Oh, you can't talk to nobody else. Okay. So, and this is essentially Restricted free agency yeah, that's what I'm, to that's to to a certain degree. I don't right. think with basketball you get anything in return, right? But this is essentially restricted free agency. Mm. So Lamar Jackson will have the ability to talk to other teams, and then Baltimore will have to decide uh, whether they'll match their that offer or not. And the question probably boils down to: Is there a Cleveland-like team out there? And if I'm if I'm Lamar. If I'm uh, Baltimore, like I'm having a discussion, like we're 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 moving we're moving on. Yeah, we're moving yeah. on. Yeah. Like this is it's a clear sign. Yeah, we're moving on. We want to make sure we get something for it. Go find you the best yep. deal wherever you want to go, mm-hmm. and and we're moving on. There's also- I would be hot if I was a Ravens fan right now. I'd be hot. Crosses two six, yeah, as my grandmother would say. There's had to have been a conversation too. Don't match this offer. Yeah, no, take your two first round picks and leave me the hell alone. Yeah, don't match this offer. And I think because if I think you, Baltimore is like, we won't. Don't worry. Yeah, I think I think that's the case. Um, oh my goodness, what 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 NFL news right there uh, to start the show? I did not expect the non exclusive tag. Uh, for Lamar Jackson, uh, but is out there. We'll talk about that uh, later. I, 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 I'm sorry I interrupted you. That was a, 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 no, that was a, a, big, a big story. Time. That's, that's a big, big story coming in. So we'll get to the Lamar Jackson news. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll dive more into that uh, as we roll along here. But uh, you were saying that 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 last night's win, what what it what it showed? Yeah, it just it just showed me that when they play a team that they are equal to or better than, they're probably going to beat them. Mm. They're probably going to beat them. That's like that's where they are. This is um, this is like uh, strong, strong like uh, mid early two thousand vibes. We see games like this all the time. I me- remember I mentioned this earlier in the season. I think when they beat Charlotte in Charlotte, 
and Fox went out and Davion Mitchell came and played great and Delhi had a call. I was like, people, these these young kids, they weren't outside at the time in 03, 04, 05. It wasn't always Bibby in the lineup, Paige in the lineup, Weber in the lineup. There were times when Paige was out, Weber was out, mm-hmm. Brad Miller was in instead of Vladdy, and these guys had to gut out wins with Keon Clark having a big game, Jim Jackson having a big game, you know, Anthony Peeler having a big game. Like, that's what would happen sometimes in some of these games in the early 2000s. And that's what last night reminded me of. It was like, yo, we're, we're just too good. We're too good to slip up in these situations. Mm. Not that, you know, oh, we're this finals team. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying we're better than that. We're better than that. We're past that. We're better than that. And while it was, you know, a little dicey early, they pulled away, and they pulled away in a major major way. That was a 20-point victory, essentially. Yeah, and 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 there's a, a specific point where I felt like the game just completely shifted. Um, and we'll get to that here in just a few minutes. Obviously, uh, De'Aaron Fox didn't play last night, uh, but still an incredible outing. Another round of uh, fig and vine flowers mm. for Davion Mitchell mm. and his ability to step in and step up now for a couple of games in a row uh, without De'Aaron Fox. Overall, I think Davion has played really well lately, but particularly in the games that don't have De'Aaron Fox, he has stepped up and 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 reminded uh, anybody who might have thought he didn't have a place on this roster yeah. uh, that he, in fact, does. And one thing that I think he's made an effort at, we talked about how aggressive he was out of the gate in the last game that he started. Last night, something that was really, really glaring to me, and I'd have to go back and watch those early games to see if it was missing, but it was really, really noticeable last night, is I felt like the pace didn't falter with De'Aaron out. Mm. You know, De'Aaron has such a unique trait of speed mm. that's impossible to match. And while Davion is quick in his own right, it often felt like he pushed the tempo, but maybe not to the same rate that De'Aaron Fox could. It felt like he was doing that last night, like yeah. he was channeling his uh, his boot. The kid, the kids would use a, a a video game controller analogy, but I don't know what the speed booster is on a video you controller. Boost the speed, you know. Person yeah, that, I just don't know R two. The R two. Okay, he hit yeah. the R two button and and and, <laughs> and went at it. <laughs> What was your speed boost? Uh, B, B, yeah. That's probably the last. It's probably the last video you game said console. You, were, you I said had. you were Super Nintendo though, so yeah. No, nah, I was y. Sega. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was yeah, yeah. Sega. So it's just. A, I, but B, I was C. Sega like late though. Like I didn't have Sega when it was new. I had Sega late. Well, I mean, I Sega Genesis. I yeah yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. one yeah yeah yeah. That's what I had. I think I had a place. I had Raw as War. What was that on? That was, was that on PlayStation. Okay, so I must have had a PlayStation 2. That but that was probably after PlayStation 2 came <laughs> out, I probably had like the, you know, 49.99 PlayStation. That game was so anticipated by me. When it came out, I was in like South Carolina for a family reunion and I didn't have my console. And I went to the Target in South Carolina, bought Raw's War. Mm. Couldn't play it for 3 or 4 days. Mm-hmm. And had it for when I came back. Very nice. <laughs> that's that's how bad I wanted that game. Seven guys in double digits last night for the mm. Sacramento Kings. And probably the most stunning number of all, 39 assists. Wow. 39 assists 
on 47 made field goals. Uh, Will Z says the team is 16-2 and two, uh, when they have 30-plus assists. Ooh, that ball, what they said, the ball had life. The ball had life last night, moving that ball around the perimeter and, and sharing the ball with each other. I And it goes back to the guy that you were just talking about. I thought Davion was in his bag mm-hmm. with every with every way that he played. He was hitting shots, obviously being aggressive that way. But, you know, he was pushing the pace like you mentioned, found, you know, guys within the offense. I know specifically they had a great pass, the Metulo alley-oop pass uh, in, the, in the post late in the third quarter, I think it was. I, I I thought he was the catalyst, and then obviously you have triple double Sabonis. I mean, mm. come on, this guy this guy is who he is. We talk about De'Aaron's him, so is Sabonis. Yeah, we got we got we got <laughs> so is Sabonis. So what you're saying is we've got two hymns. We got two hymns. We've got two hymns. <laughs> that man had 19, 11, and eleven. Just Ooh. just casual. And Kevin Herter again mm. continues to shoot. Really, really well. Uh, we have some numbers on Kevin Herter that we'll relay, and we talk about timely moments, man. Kevin Herter, like the shots that he hit, they were huge. Yeah. Like he hit yeah. very, very timely shots. So uh, we're just getting started. Ricky Starks of AEW Woo. joins us this hour. Uh, we'll talk more about Domas, and I want to tell you when uh, the game shifted, when I okay. thought. Uh, the game shifted. Okay. As a matter of fact, this isn't even a hot take. The numbers show the game was done at this point. <laughs> uh, we'll dive into that. We're just getting started. You know We're with you for the next too. four hours. Trista you know Crick here with us. Jason Jones with us. Coming off a live edition of J Street Vibes. Yeah, and you know the vibes, baby. It's on the way, baby. Brad asking for it. You know the vibes, Brad. We're just getting started. Steel and KC here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And KC continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. It's going to be an interesting day in the NFL for sure. With the 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 news from the Baltimore Ravens, they placed the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson, leaving him free uh, to negotiate with other teams. You're going to see a lot of stuff about uh, who is and who isn't. Uh, looking to pursue uh, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, and Diana Rossini tweeted just a few minutes ago: the Atlanta Falcons will not be pursuing uh, mm-hmm. quarterback Lamar Jackson. 
which it's a bold move for the Atlanta Falcons. But, like, all right, uh, we'll see how that goes. Who does pursue them, including a, a, a team that formerly used to be in Oakland? I'll be yeah, I'll be yeah. curious to see who's who's in and out on this. They, they got to be in on it. If you're the oh the Raiders got to be, be. In on it. and it sounds like there's some you know there's there's some there's some validity which is funny for so many reasons we'll talk about all this stuff later if you're if you're the Raiders I know what you would do but like take yourself out of Damian Barling's mm-hmm. shoes for a second if you're the Raiders do you go after Lamar or Aaron Rodgers I'd go after Lamar Jackson Aaron Rodgers too. Aaron Rodgers is forty like with, yeah. with, with, like what like what are we trying to do here moving forward that's that would be my trying question. to win right now not saying you can't with Lamar but you got Aaron and Devonte so but but the, the consequences of winning like right like is it so and, and I guess like you've you've talked about this with the 49ers if you go get Aaron Rodgers and you get him for a year and you win mm-hmm. and then you're just decimated for the next four years nobody doesn't matter nobody cares. Nobody cares. Um, I, I would go after Lamar too, but I could understand them. You know, we don't like them, but I can understand them going. No, after I get it. I I feel. I still think I'd go Lamar, but mm. maybe maybe I can't. Maybe I maybe I can't. Maybe I can't. <laughs> maybe I can't separate the art from the artist. <laughs> Apparently, I can only do that with Kanye. I can't. I literally can't do it with anyone else, which is so absurd. Chocolate um, factory? Can you? Do- no. I can't, which again, it speaks to how ridiculous this whole, this whole notion is. Kanye came on, man. Boy, that, that verse on, that verse on click is nice. Well, bump and grind came up. You listen to it. Ugh. It, it literally is. It literally is Chris Rock special. And to be Selective fair, outrage. I don't want to disrespect anybody, but they did kind of do different things. They did, but don't freak like Kanye's gross, dude. You like, know, like might, I was having conversations yeah. with people, like, and I understand how Jewish people feel about Kanye, yeah. and you're perfectly. Kanye told me slavery was a choice. Yeah, you're no, gonna have to I'm, miss I'm me with, with that. Hundred percent. Yeah, you, 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 you gonna have to miss I'm me with, with that. Uh, but I can't separate Aaron Rodgers. I don't like the dude. I don't know what to do. And apparently, the Jets is a real thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What? The Packers are dumb. So that's what that's what that's what Packer quarterbacks do is they leave the Packers to go to the Jets. That's what it seems like. All right. Hey, Can't wait for him to play for the Vikings. Speaking of uh Jesus. of Vegas, uh congratulations in order to the Wallers. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Kelsey Plum broke hearts all around the world with that one. Surprised the hell out of a lot of people. Oh man. That was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Sitting there like the wire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a surprise for sure. Yeah, for them, I mean, I knew he had been at the games and stuff. I thought they yeah. were just yeah. L- yeah. L- at first, I hear like, oh, uh, they're they're engaged. Like, oh, I didn't know that. And then the wedding picture was posted <laughs> the next day. I'm like, wait a minute. How long <laughs> did they just say skip the engagement? Let's get married. They're like, in Vegas. Aaron Vegas. Boy, you posted that clip of Jagged Edge singing uh <laughs> Let's Get Married at Teddy Long. I've never wedding. seen that. Somebody somebody seen. said that was the blackest moment in WWE history. <laughs> Do you remember that? I I had never seen that. I might have been a, I I remember when it happened, yes. I don't think I was like locked in. I think I read Jagged Edge is on SmackDown. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. I had no idea. Um, I had never seen that. Before. I don't know if Jagged Edge is here, but I know. Oh. Hey, 
Yo. Girl, let's go to the playoffs. Ooh. I just want to go to the... I'm trying to hit stop. The remix. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to hit stop. Hey, man. Girl, let's go to the playoffs. I just want to go to the play. Meet me at Doco in your gray jersey. I did. I was telling the guys before Great. the show. I did some. I did some math. I ain't gonna do it on the show though. Well, what you do that for then? Because they just they Look, leave, just know I'm doing math. Leave leave the math to Will's. Just know I'm doing math out here. <laughs> Either way, the math that I am doing is one twenty three, mm. one oh eight. Mm. Kings beat the Pelicans last night. Forty. I need that beat, big dog. Yeah, man. I got straight in the booth after what happened last night. Look, 1 a.m., two glasses of white wine. Look, I come alive in the nighttime. Got this game on light. Yeah, it's all mine. They're the winner. It's still summertime fine. Team effort versus the Pels for the win. Kayvon is the fiend. Somebody let him in. Triple-double for Sabonis just a Monday. Willie Green about to go cry in his Hyundai. Hey, Whoa. come on, I said Willie Green about to go cry in his Hyundai. Whoa. Come on. Hey. Unnecessary. Willie, you know I got love for you. That shot wasn't a shot at all. It's just hip-hop. Corners of the culture on Thursdays. Yeah. It was uncalled for. Well, you know, it's just hip-hop. You know. It's just hip hop. Shot at Willie Green. <laughs> it's just hip hop. I appreciate the fiend reference. That was that was solid. That was good. Kayvon stuff was right the there. fiend, man. Somebody let him in. We're here. <laughs> That's great. Some they, great stuff. Boy, they really dropped the ball. Oh, oh they gosh. really dropped the ball with Bray the Wyatt. Fiend, the fiend they, originally, not when he came back. Yeah. But the original fiend could be like fighting Roman at at WrestleMania. Yeah, they've been really, one of the biggest matches. Okay, of all we, time. We, we, we're gonna get to the did I read correctly? It's Brock Lesnar and almost at WrestleMania. Wow. Yeah, that yeah. I will kiss your ass if Vince McMahon didn't book that. There is no chance Triple H said, "You know what? <laughs> I got an idea." That, that, that there's no way Triple what H. What are they doing that. with either there's, one of them? Wow. You're putting a blockbuster like Brock Lesnar in there with, God bless him, Taco Fall. <laughs> Come on, man. They played that, at the same school. Is that a true story? Almost played at UC, UCF. I don't yeah. know if Taco was there after. But I was going to say, they could, yeah. there's no way those two almost, brothers were walking almost around. Almost was at, at Georgetown, too, I think, wasn't he? I don't remember. I know UCF for sure, I think. At some point. Um, We'll keep you updated on everything going on with Lamar Jackson and, and, and what develops throughout the day. I love you, was, Willie Green. Yeah, that's a strange way of showing it. <laughs> I do. As um, the Ravens place the non-exclusive franchise tender on him, leaving him free to negotiate uh, with other teams out there. Uh, you you brought up Domas, and he had his eight triple-double of the season, 19-11-11, triple-double, easy work uh, for Domas here in this this incredible season that the Sacramento Kings are having, this incredible season that DeMonte Sabonis is having. He shifted the game for me. Like he, mm. there was a a, a play uh, about midway through the third quarter where Domas hit a three, mm. just a wide open 
even had time to adjust the ball a little bit, Mm -hmm. hit a three. The score at that moment was 75 to 71 midway through the third quarter. The third quarter ended, it was 97 to 79. Mm. And it all started with that three from Domas. It was almost like, oh, we're doing that. All right. Not winning tonight. Mm. And then the Kings, they, they just put the, they put their foot to the gas. And that was it. That game was over going into the fourth quarter. Yeah. And they, you know, they did it on both ends of the floor, you know, for a long time. I was, I think they got up to 20 at some point in the eighth quarter, in the fourth quarter with, uh, I think Pelicans had like 80 some points, you know, in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. Almost held a team under 100. Uh, I think we were talking about last night, J Street Vibes. I think they've only done that three times this year, but, um, Almost did it. Like, I thought they were playing good defense. I thought they were being scrappy. I thought they were making it tough for Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum. Um, And they were battling down low. And they were able to put that together with, obviously, the ball moving all over the place on the offensive end. And that was a a heck of a performance by the Kings. I loved what I saw. I mean, this team, this team's the real deal, man. They're the real deal. They're really good. They're really they're they're a good team. This is this is not oh you know are they capable or you know they're they're healthy all the time. That's why they win. No, they're good. They're good straight up. Yeah, I saw you um, quote tweeting the last two minute report notes. Like okay, y'all y'all out here talking about how healthy the Sacramento Kings have been. Here's a reminder of what the referees think about Sacramento, bro. And it's so crazy. The refs from that night, before that night, and since that night mm-hmm. have never had a sleepless night. Nope. But let something happen to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. We got tweets, letters, apologies. Yeah. And Laker fans, because I got a couple in my life. The commissioner was <laughs> asked about it. The commissioner. They, they had the nerve. Laker fans got the nerve, the audacity. To sit up here and talk about the the Kings are cooking because they healthy all the time. Mm. Sit your ass down. Like, bro, but I got love for my people. I got people that are my people. Like outside of basketball and fandom, those are my people. But y'all got to sit your asses down with that one. Speaking of uh, the Lakers, I think we're all collectively. Okay, Lake Show. Go ahead. Yeah, you can play it. I think you can we, play it. we need that tonight. All, we're all collectively. I uh, need that tonight. Okay, Lake Show this evening. Yeah. Uh, as they're taking on the Memphis Grizzlies. We'll talk more about that uh, as the day progresses. Again, remember, Trista Crick's going to be with us uh, at the top of the 2 o'clock hour. Trista Tuesdays uh, is in full effect here. Uh, moving forward, Ricky yeah. Starks uh, will be with us uh, in about 20 minutes. So don't get blocked. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, we we, we kind of mentioned this, and I don't want to gloss over uh, the performance that Davion Mitchell had last night. The performance, excuse me, that the defensive player of the game, uh, Davion Mitchell, had last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he was aggressive. Again, uh, 15 points, selective uh, with the shots that he took. They were really kind of spreading the wealth. Again, we mentioned the, the 39 assists on 47 May field goal stat, which is just absurd. That's like peak Golden State Warriors mm-hmm. dynasty-like yeah. stat. Like, that is just an absurd uh, statistic for them. And 
I thought Davion was a major, major catalyst for that. And every time he does that, I'm going to make sure I point it out because I was quick to point it out when he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to make sure I point it out when he does. Uh, he was exceptional last night, just as he's been recently and just as he was the last time De'Aaron Fox was out of the game. What do you think – what do you attribute that to? You know, is it is – because is it, I look at it and I say it's just – it's just opportunity. You know, it's just opportunity. It's minutes. It's opportunity. And I think that has everything to do with the performance, right? Like Jason, the professor, was talking about it last night, and he's like, say he plays like 12 minutes in a game, like that's five to six-minute spurts in each half. Like there's there's only so much you could do in that time, especially when you're like the third or fourth option Mm -hmm. coming out there. Now, I know part of some of the things that you talked about with Davion is just taking care of the basketball. Like it's not necessarily the scoring – but we can't just fumble the ball and hand it over somewhere. You got to take care of the rock. He literally did that once, and I called him <laughs> out for it. Like one time. He literally did it one time. And I was like, Did you see that turnover from David? It's the only one he's had in three games, but did you see it? That's such a such a jackass. For but that. it's th- those things stick out. He did hand it off like he was Brock Purdy to Elijah yeah. Mitchell, but still. I remember when Delhi did that against uh, OKC. <laughs> Bro, Delhi got some burn last night. De- Delhi had to be thinking, hey, what the hell is going on here? What am I still doing in here? <laughs> and then I know Mark pointed out when when Delhi commits a foul, like he really commits a foul. Oh yeah, he, he, he lays into you. Australian rules. <laughs> Why the hell was Matthew Della Vadova out there so much last night? Oh, I don't know. Shout and, out, and he didn't shout do, out Delhi. I ain't the got no man problem did, with him. The man did absolutely nothing wrong. But we asked, would we? Are we okay, so what did that Kessler Edwards run the other night mean? <laughs> well, one game in with one player down, nothing. It meant nothing. Mike not a, was not a, not literally trying thing. something in the middle of a game to see if it would work. <laughs> That was that's all that was. It's like you know what, none of this is working. Get Kessler Edwards in here to try it. Put Kessler Edwards out there. Cool. I think it worked to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Sit down, kid. We'll find out the next time. I need to. We'll I need. See, to, we'll see Kessler in about two weeks. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome Delhi, to Delhi. Was out there playing. He was damn near Donovan <laughs> Mitchell out there. <laughs> Bro, I don't know. I I think we'll get to it. I'm sure we could get to it. Donovan Mitchell is having an insane season. Mm. Like his, like I, I, I understand it's, it's Jokic and Giannis and and, and Joe and and really just Jan and really just Jokic, but mm. whew, Donovan is having a season, it's man, a special season. Yeah, he 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 really is. Um, did you see the Did you see the the JJ, the JJ Kendrick clip? No, <laughs> I did not. JJ accidentally aligned himself with the wrong people. Wasn't his intention. Was not his intention whatsoever. He was trying to make a point on first take and about the things that they do mm-hmm. on first take. Mm-hmm. But when you cut something, as we learned with the uh, the 18-second Giannis clip from The Daily Show, yeah. it's going to circulate the way you want it to. And that clip of J.J. Redick is circling in circles that I don't think J.J. Redick wants it circled in. Damn. But that's the dynamic when you have a white commentator talking to a black commentator. What do you say? JJ, so it stems from the Giannis, Jokic, 
mm-hmm. stat padding thing that started okay. little Elvis Presley looking somebody. It was it was what started all of that, right? Yeah. And Kendrick's point was you're quick to criticize Russell Westbrook. You're quick to criticize Giannis Antetokounmpo. But Nikola Jokic is averaging a triple-double, and no one's even remotely accusing him of stat padding. Mm-hmm. And you go back to Russell Westbrook. I'm, I'm going to go back to Russell Westbrook's first year. Russell Westbrook's first year of averaging a triple-double. The, the, and, and I think this carried over into subsequent years. It was something absurd, like a 79% win percentage mm. when he had a triple-double. Yeah. And that's not stat padding. That's doing everything you can to win. The Jokic stat is extremely similar. There was a stretch where Draymond Green was like undefeated when he had a triple double. Mm-hmm. But the 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 Jokic stat averaging a triple double is pretty similar. It results in victories mm-hmm. for Denver. So I I understood both of their points because you know how I felt about like I I don't believe Russell Westbrook. They started inventing terms for Russell Westbrook getting rebounds, which I I always thought was ridiculous. They don't do that for anybody else, and that was Kendrick's point. Is like you you see white players as oh they play the game the right way, mm-hmm. they do this the right way, and that's how they're they're always framed. Mm-hmm. And Kendrick brought up something that we've had. why wasn't Giannis considered a, a, a candidate for a three time MVP when the year he had for what would have been his third MVP was better than the previous two? Mm-hmm. And and then JJ said that you know Stephen A. With all due respect to you, we're this, that's the problem with this show is you create narratives that aren't real. That's the clip that got cut. Mm. You're creating a narrative that isn't real. Mm. Outkick, uh, Clay Travis, uh, MAGA 97318880 underscore nine. Oh. One six twenty twenty one forever. Go go go, <laughs> go peep the quote tweets. I and I like I part of me, part of me felt bad for JJ. I was like, yeah, that's this is not what JJ wanted, and mm-hmm. then I knew it when when J, I knew exactly what JJ was saying because I just saw it from awful announcing, mm-hmm. and then it and then it it like blew up. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's not that's not what JJ meant. That is not at all what JJ. But. Take an isolated clip. You can make it look and sound like whatever you want. And it's like, yeah, good for JJ for calling out the the racist ESPN. Good for JJ. These left-wing media people. And it's like, that's not what JJ wanted. He's JJ. Yeah, I feel bad for JJ because I I, and, and, I don't and, believe him. To, I know. I, I shouldn't <laughs> say I know. I don't know him. But I don't believe him to be that type of individual. <laughs> JJ's point was valid. That show creates narratives that aren't real. Yeah. I don't think Kendrick's was though. Right, right. I think Kendrick's yeah, I I think JJ I think he was off and unfair in that sense cuz I I think the criticisms that that Kendrick Perkins had were very very valid. Mm-hmm. There're things that we've discussed on this show. There's things that other people have discussed mm-hmm. on the show. But I think when they happen on that network on that show with Stephen A it's immediately looked at as like, oh, mm-hmm. mm. it has a different connotation to yeah. it. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. People during the commercial yeah, break or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Um, another person uh, who 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 deserves flowers and uh, his room would be getting uh, filled up here at this point is Trey Lyles. Mm. You talk about reliable. 
man, Trey Lyles, even even when the numbers aren't there, you like Trey, it, it, it's kind of like what we were talking about with Keegan yesterday. He's always visible. Yeah. He's always he's always out there and you know he's out there and you know he's a part of what they're doing. Trey Lyles has become such an incredibly important part of what the Sacramento Kings are doing. 100%, man. He's, he's so consistent. He's either like not taking anything off the table or he's balling. It's never below that, it feels like. It's never below not taking anything off the table, like he played bad or anything like that. It's never that. Um, yeah, I, I, I look at him as a valuable member of what they're doing this year. And we talked about it before. We yeah. mentioned it a number of different times. Yeah, I need him moving forward, man. I need it, I need him on the squad moving forward. I think this is a great place for him. I think the opportunity that he gets here is something that he wouldn't get in a lot of other places. And I, I think he's he's vital for this team's growth and success. Trey Lyles is another one where look like sneaky young. Like I think Trey Lyles, if I have to guess, I can look it up. I think he's like twenty six or twenty seven. Hmm. He's not twenty seven. I feel like twenty seven is the oldest he would be. Trey Lyles is in fact twenty seven years old. Twenty seven. Canadians, they don't have birthdays. He just said he was born in nineteen ninety five. No. Oh no, here it is, November fifth. All right. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I love Saskatoon. Ooh, you know where that's at? Uh, no, I just remember in, I think it was WrestleMania 13 okay. when, uh, I think Brett low blowed stone cold, mm. uh, JR said, yeah, that was somewhere down around Saskatoon. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm guessing it's in Southern Canada. That's, that would be my guess. Oh, I can't imagine anything in Northern Canada. That seems cold. Well, America, how high does Canada? America, America's right next to Northern Canada. Wouldn't be wouldn't we be right next to Southern Canada? How Alaska? Oh, yeah, you can see Alaska from here. One of one of the most random purchases in the history of Western civilization. Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next time you buy a pair of shoes that you really don't like, just remember America <laughs> once bought, bought once bought Alaska. <laughs> I wonder what we get. I, At least they, when you're in Alaska, you can vote. Imagine yeah. those, like, like Puerto Rico. You don't even get to say. Virgin Islands, you don't get to vote. Mm, mm, mm. No, you're part of the United States. We own your ass, <laughs> but you have no say in nothing. One of, one of, my, uh, one of my guys, Aaron Lawrence, went to uh, Alaska Anchorage, which hosted the Great Alaska Shootout. Remember, remember that preseason tournament that you used to always go down? What, what year was that? Uh, 90s, like Carlos Boozer at Duke and okay. Kenya Martin at Cincinnati. Okay. Great Alaska Shootout was like, it was like the Maui Invitational of its time. But not. Well, it's like, <laughs> it, was it was like that big it of was a, like the Maui Invitational, but not. As far as prestige, it was like the Maui Invitational. As far as ambiance, no, it was nowhere near that. It's the Maui Invitational. No one re- you wanted to get invited, you just didn't really want to go. It was like the movies this weekend with y'all going to Creed 3. I didn't really want to go. I just wanted to be invited. That's all. Um, we well, we haven't really talked about Kevin Herter and the performance he had last night. Oh, you night. mean the round mound of rebound? Well, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to point out. Uh, is he 
Uh, he, he, he did not come back with a, a, a round zero uh, in his uh, rebounding category. Kevin uh, Moses Malone Herder. He walked away with uh, 25, 5, and 8. Sneaky number of assists for Kevin Herter last night. He was so hot. I think everyone just kept swarming to him as that third quarter went along. And... um. Everyone else was open. Yeah. And as that stat shows, uh, these dudes was hitting. They was <laughs> like, hitting. these dudes was hitting. Six of 10 from three. At one point, he was six of nine from beyond the arc. Um, <clears throat> he, he he played great. I mean, it was, it was even that time where he got the steal and blew by everybody on the break for oh, the man. two-handed dunk. I said, what is, is this, Kayvon or Allen Iverson? That was 100% uh, Kayvon. Uh, we'll come back. Ricky Starks joins us. Oh, man, let's go. We'll talk more Kings basketball, uh, but Ricky Starks <laughs> of AEW. Go. I'm going to do everything I can to not laugh <laughs> when we first put him on the screen. I'm going to need y'all to behave. Act like you got some sense when we return here uh, on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. <laughs> KC continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. So we're here, AEW superstar Ricky Starks with us, and we pull Ricky up on the live stream. He bursts into laughter. So I'm going to take this opportunity, Ricky, to apologize to you <laughs> because this started years ago where a, uh, a day one AEW fan said, you know, you bear a resemblance to this this dude Ricky Starks. I was like, yeah, I, I watch it. That's my that's my okay. Ricky Starks word okay, and then and then it evolved in like you bear a resemblance to Ricky Starks to <laughs> you're like Ricky Starks is like long lost brother and and my sincerest apologies for the amount of times that your name and tag is used in something in reference to me. Honestly, I find it I find it so funny because um, I feel like every light-skinned dude with a nice fade haircut is uh, automatically we just brothers or doppelgangers see that's what that's how these dark-skinned dudes act man that's what yeah exactly exactly so honestly i'm glad to i'm glad we can finally meet because i won't even front it is kind of weird it is kind of uncanny a bit you know what i'm saying if you got people if your people came from New Orleans, let me know. There may be some type of history tree. <laughs> the funny yeah, thing, the I'm funny thing about all this, me on the next commercial break. The, the funny thing about all this is, Ricky. I, I don't know if he told it to Jesse or whatever, but he sees this stuff. Like yeah. he's he's aware. Like so many times with a guy like yourself, Ricky, like oh, you know, it's just going into the ethos. They don't see this stuff. Ricky's like, no. I, I see this guy you compare me with all the time. I, I've been aware of this for so long. So when <laughs> when our when my PR team hit me up and said, "Hey, uh, do you know that?" I said, "Oh my!" Read the text in all caps. I said, "Yes, I know who that is." Because he's like, you know, one of the hosts said they they bear resemblance to you. I said, "I already know who you're talking about. I know exactly who you're talking about." I said, "Yes, I will do this show one thousand percent." Oh man, well, we appreciate it. We're we're so excited you're going to be at the Golden One Center tomorrow, coming off the heels of the pay per view uh, yeah. on on Sunday. This is all very funny, by this the way. Is this is this amazing. Is dope, man. Um, <laughs> and it had to be dope for you too. Like Chris Jericho, he's been in the game a long time. 
He is yeah. arguably one of the greatest professional wrestlers we've ever seen. You've had this great program in, and you guys in in a, in a card that was stacked, one of the best pay-per-views okay. of the last decade. Uh, you guys had a match that really stood out. Opened the show hot with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was that was great to finally get a second win. You know, I, I beat Chris before, but it was more important to beat him again just to not only prove a point to myself, but to also be in contention for the AEW championship, you know, because he is a former AEW champion. So mm-hmm. to beat Chris Jericho just moves me uh, ahead of the line, so to speak. So it was a great night. San Francisco had a really um, palpable type of energy out there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was it was crazy to feel. And so uh, I'm glad to be coming to Sacramento. It's my first time in Sacramento, first time wrestling, first time visiting. Uh, and I'm really hyped. I'm, uh, you know, hopefully I can get. I was telling uh, one of my friends I was trying to get E40 to come out and get hyphy or something like that. Yeah. Diz all the way down to the <laughs> ring, but we'll figure it out. Absolutely, man. You know, in the in the, in the post uh, post show press conference that you you guys had, you had something that just oh man that just resonated with me, man. When you was breaking it down and you were talking about you know all these guys out here and everything, you said, "Don't forget about Ricky." Yeah. Don't forget about her. I said, let them know, Starkey baby. Let them know, man. Yeah. T- talk about that moment, man. I mean, you, I, I love, I love what you do, man. Because you, I, I use the term out here. You got out the mud, man. Like you yeah. know, you got out the mud, and you got to AEW. And shout out to them. They let you be you, and you yes. took that and ran with it. And you're one of the top stars. In, in in all the professional wrestling right now, and and you you did it on your own validity. You did it being you, man. So just talk about you know that that moment about don't forget about Ricky, man. I'm here. Yeah. So that was my first media scrum. May have been my last one. Who knows? But <laughs> uh, it. it's important. So there's a there's a fine line between coming off as a crybaby and, and always yelling to the crowd about how you deserve this and that, and then there's also a, a part of it where you sometimes have to remind people just who the hell you are. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have no problem hyping myself up and being my biggest fan because at the end of the day, that's all I got. Yeah. If you don't like me, guess what? That's okay because I like myself. Yeah. And that is ultimately the message that I'm trying to to put out there to people. I know there's some people who, who probably watch that and I, I, I read everything. Um, and you know, saying, "Well, it's a little bit of a turnoff to his personality." Yeah, I don't care. If you like me, you like me. You don't, you don't. That's cool. But at the end of the day, you should respect my passion. You should respect the work that I put into this whole thing, mm-hmm. because without that, just what am I exactly? So, it's very important to not be forgotten. And I think a lot of people do get forgotten because they don't want to speak up or let people know, "Hey, mm-hmm. no, that's cool that you like them, but also to." Don't forget just mm. exactly where I'm at, just exactly who I am, and exactly my body of work mm-hmm. of what I've proven. Mm-hmm. Proof is in the pudding. You can't ever dispute that. So I got up there in that media scrum because I had a mission on my mind, and I had a mission statement, which was exactly all these reporters in this room, all these people that write about me and leave me out and omit me from these things. I don't take it to heart. But I'm putting you on game to let you know, hey, this is your last time doing that. (laughs) This is your last time doing that. Because if you don't respect it, I will talk 10 times louder than whatever you got to write in publications or whatever the case may be. Yeah. 
See, that's one thing, and I and I, I hate using terms like heels and baby faces to wrestlers, like I'm a part of your industry, but it's one of the great reasons you were such an amazing heel, such an amazing bad guy, is because you could tell everything you said, you believed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the best looking dude out here. Mm-hmm. I'm the best wrestler out here. I'm the best, and and it's just like yo, and that's I mean, and ultimately, I guess that's what makes. Like once you're over with the fans, like you're over, and that's what that's what kind of sent everything to 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 where you are today. But right. it was like, yo, Ricky is that dude. Mm-hmm. And I think too, you got to think about it too, um, personality wise, right? Uh, not to pull back the curtain so much or anything like that, but when we look at these types of good guys and they're these squeaky clean people who don't say this and they don't say that, and then I come on the scene and I'm still me from what I was, you know, two years ago to now, that is a point that I'm trying to prove ultimately is that my personality has not changed. Mm-hmm. I, I just look at it. My mm-hmm. personality has not changed. I'm mm-hmm. still the dude that was talking that, that cash money stuff <laughs> back then. I'm still the same person. Now the only difference is, is essentially where my moral compass has, has pointed. Mm-hmm. Um, all I'm saying is that you can be a good hearted, genuine person, and you can still hype yourself up and you can still be about you and what you're good at and let people know without stepping on any toes. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes people kind of, you know, misconstrued that a bit, but um, it ain't cocky mm-hmm. if you can bag it up. Yeah. You know, straight up. Straight up. Ricky, where, where did the, where did this come from, man? Where did the, the confidence and, you know, and, and, and having the, uh, you know, the, the swagger to you. So where did it come from? Is it, is it your mom, your dad, uncle, grandfather? Like, where did you, did you always have this? And like, who who could you kind of look at and be like, yo, I, I, I kind of got a little bit from them. So, so you know, I, I grew up in a single parent home with my mom and, I, and my mom raised three kids by herself. So I saw, uh, if anything, my hard work and my stubbornness definitely comes from her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it comes to, my confidence in myself, that was a learned skill, my man. That was years and years of having to understand um, that people aren't going to do for you. You got to do for yourself. And that is ultimately where I come from. And the people of New Orleans are always the same. You you could go to New Orleans and you could find somebody with my same type of personality because that's just how we are in that city. Having to do for yourself, having to be your own hype person. Uh, I don't really seek validation from anybody because I'm validated in myself every time I look in the mirror. And that has come from looking around and putting my my focus into other people and being let down, you know, mm-hmm. when all, all along I should have been putting into myself. I've done everything myself. I've, I've gotten to where I needed to be by myself. I never had any handouts or someone to put me under the wing and guide me along the way. I have been self-made and I take very um, big prides in that because, you know, that that's all I got. And to me, I want to celebrate that. Why is it that, you know, NBA players can get a ring and show it off, but the minute I talk about my accomplishment, I'm all of a sudden, a, you know, too full of themselves. Mm-hmm. It just don't make sense. Yeah. So it's another reason, too, why I don't believe in the word humble. I refuse to believe in that word. Definition-wise, that means to lower yourself for somebody. Mm-hmm. I can be modest, but I refuse to be humble because I'm already gracious and I'm, I have enough gratitude for the things that I got in life because I work for it. Yeah. I used to be really insecure about 
how I looked, right? And like insecure of my blackness. And I used to always hear you talking about growing up in New Orleans. I, used I know the feeling. Trust me. And that's exactly what I was about to ask you. Because what I used to hear from like, my, yo, go to New Orleans. Everybody looks like you. Yeah. Like you go to New York. Everybody literally is that Creole look. It's like, mm-hmm. and so you, you grew up the same way. Like you had, you yes. had that insecurity. I, I, I grew up in a part of New Orleans where, um, I, I went to, it was a predominantly black school in terms of, um, you know, darker skin color and whatnot. So when I showed up, I was light. I was a light bright, you know what I'm saying? They, they call me Redbone in New Orleans. And um, I got picked on a lot. I got bullied a lot. And it sucks because you're still trying to find who you are as a kid, you know, and, and especially at that age. So I was in fights constantly. I'm talking about constantly into fights. And then, you know, having to grow up and really feel like you have to pick a side. Um, this side don't really accept you and this side don't accept you. So it's like, where do you fit in? So it's a it's a thing that colorism, at least in, in the community that exists that I don't think, um, you know, nowadays fans don't really pick up on. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people who are surprised by them finding out that I'm black or someone saying, I just thought he was Hispanic. And in my head, I'm I'm like, oh, I thought everyone knew that Mm -hmm. black people come in this shade, not knowing, no, Ricky, it's, you know, that's only in New Orleans, quote unquote. That's only, that's how it's racial in my small minded head. Well, I'm from New Orleans. You should know that that's, I'm black. So (laughs) um, it it does suck. Um, The fans online, not the fans, but people online, not all of them, real ignorant about the way that somebody should be looking and whatnot. And uh, it used to get to me really bad, but I've overcome that and, and really, you know, made sure like, okay, I know who I am. I know what I'm about. And I'm not about to have somebody, you know, make me feel any different. Yeah. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 